Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Birth Stories with me, Clemmie Hooper, created by Offscript. We got married and then I was like, I'm just going to stop taking the pill. And then it happened that next month and it was like, oh right, we didn't think it was going to go that quickly. I tell you what had happened, I'd been away with my friends and we were in Cornwall and one of my friends was leading this massive long walk and I had to keep stopping and I was dry retching and I thought it was because I was hungover because we had had a big night the night before which is terrible and they were all like, Shell, you're so unfit, this is terrible, Shell, you're, what's wrong with you? And that was it, got home, did the test, it was not a hangover. I didn't mind being pregnant with Finn. I was sick at the start, but it was like manageable sick. That's how I would describe it. Definitely in that second trimester, I felt amazing. Third trimester, less so. I was definitely more whale-like. But it was a time that I did enjoy. I suppose also because of the excitement. Like, you know, you've got a little person and it's everything's new. So yeah, I did enjoy the pregnancy. I definitely didn't love it, but I did enjoy it. Hello, I'm Clemmie Hooper and welcome to Birth Stories, a podcast where I talk to amazing women about the fascinating and unique ways they had their babies. Just a quick note, we'll be talking about childbirth in a lot of detail, so you may not want to listen to this podcast around young children. Today's guest is Michelle Kennedy, founder and CEO of Peanut, a social networking app for mothers. She came up with the idea when she was on maternity leave with her first child in 2014. So I've known you, Michelle, for a couple of years. We first met at a networking dinner when you were just about to launch Peanut. We had a great night that night. That was great. That was fun. So thank you for coming along. Thanks I've been for having me. begging you for ages to come and tell me the birth story of Finley. Yeah. So I'm really, really, really honoured that you're here. So Finley's your first baby. He's not a baby he anymore, is he? He's five. Wow. I know. So during your pregnancy, did you do like antenatal classes? How did you kind of learn mm. about birth or what what kind of birth you liked? What was your kind of... So I was definitely someone who was in denial about the birth part for a long time. So yeah. I just thought about stuff. I had an Excel spreadsheet. I am that person. Did you? Yeah. I like so, that. Yeah, I had an Excel spreadsheet and a budget and kind of was doing that kind of stuff. And firstly, it was to do with decorating the nursery and then it was to do with getting all the stuff and I was researching. And that's what I was thinking about. And I hadn't really thought about the birth part. And I suppose it's why I didn't think about the kind of emotional part either, because I was just very much about, it was like a project. Yeah. So I was doing like the methodology of a project. And then it was getting closer and um, one of my friends said to me, you should do NCT. And I was like, do you know, I just feel like it's not going to be my vibe. And she was like, you have to do it. <laughs> All the girls that I know who have done it have made their like lifelong friends. Mm. Um, so I did sign up for NCT and I did do NCT. I did not make my lifelong friends, as you've probably guessed. It works amazingly for some people. Mm. I was just unfortunate it wasn't my bag. Like the group that I was in was quite transient. So a lot right. of them didn't stay in the area. 
So it just didn't work out for us. But mm. that's kind of how I learnt the basics, I suppose. Okay, so it was informative, but it wasn't a friendship building. It definitely wasn't. Yeah, on the friendship side, no. On the information side, I definitely learnt stuff that I didn't know. Mm. You know, like about the size of the tummy, the yeah. stomach, you know, and when how much feeding. you can feed. That's really good. Didn't yeah. know any of that stuff. How to use a baby carrier. Didn't know any of that stuff. They showed us that. That's good. But they also told us everything about natural birth. Right. And, well, at that time that was great because that's what I thought I was going in for. So mm. I was like fully into it. But not very much about the alternative or right. what might happen if that doesn't work out. So do you think, therefore, you just blocked that bit out of your mind? You just thought, I'll go for the vaginal yeah. birth and nothing yeah. else? I just didn't even think about it. Yeah. I was like, it's vaginal birth and it's breastfeeding and that's the way it is. Yeah. It would have been helpful and I'm not knocking them at all. Like I should have actually done my own research. You know, I could have done that. Um, but I feel like I should have probably educated myself on on all the other different ways that it can happen. And particularly now when I'm seeing girlfriends go through it and every single one has a different birth story, as you know, mm. there is no kind of standard way that it happens. No. So I think I probably could have researched it a bit more. So you live in London and you chose to have your baby in London Hospital. Yes. I suppose I was at a time where I was professionally busy, but mm. also professionally, I suppose, successful and, and doing well and um, wanted to think about what the options were mm. for having the baby. And so I looked into everything. Mm. That was another project. There was an Excel spreadsheet around this as well, by the way. Well, all the hospitals. All the different hospitals, yeah. And the different like options and consultants. Wow. I am a weirdo. And, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and um, I remember saying to Rich, I think I'm going to go with the Lindo. Mm. And I'm going to um, use this one specific consultant called Mr. Fernando. And Rich was like... It's a great name, isn't it? He's amazing. Aww. Mr. Fernando, I still love him. Um, and I was, Rich was like, why him? And I was like, I don't know. I really like his picture. That was it. I really liked his face. And all the... <laughs> so embarrassing. Because anyone else that I had spoken to, they were like, you yeah. should use this person or this person and everyone had kind of used someone similar yeah but I really liked Mr Fernando I liked his face did you so tell him that's why you picked I him I didn't no no, no. you're a good profile <laughs> picture I did he just nice kind face yeah so there you go so that was it toddled off to see Mr Fernando and I how was many like, weeks were you the then one. it must have been around 12 weeks okay so from the beginning you opted for the yeah so the Lindo wing is the private wing, but within the NHS hospital, yeah. the Paddington. Yeah, St Mary's. St Mary's in Paddington. Yeah. Um, which is very well known for the royals. That's where they all have their babies. I know. Apart from the newest royal, he was apparently born at the, the Portland. Portland. Yeah. So I looked at the Portland too. Did you? Yeah, I was just scared of the Portland because it's not attached to a hospital. And, yeah. you know, that didn't score well on my spreadsheet. No. Did you, amongst your like friends, especially the ones you met through pregnancy, were they like interested that you were going privately? Like, yeah. how did it? I mean, listen, it's not for everyone, right? And and there are people who don't necessarily agree with it. I'm very much each to their own. You yeah. know, whatever your choice is, your choice. Um, of course, there were definitely times where I would feel awkward about it. So really? people would say to me, "Why are you having the baby?" And I would say, "St Mary's," because I didn't want to say, "What the Lindo?" Yeah, and I suppose that was just. I don't know why I felt awkward about it. Maybe because I didn't want other people to make a judgment on yeah. me or about the decision I'd made. There's enough judgment that goes it's on between women and mothers. 
there's a lot. So was this the same time that Catherine had George, Prince George? K-Mids. K-Mids. K-Mids was at the Lindo at the same time. No, I was having scans. That was the summer. Yes. When she was due. What, and there was the paparazzi Yeah. There? So they were lined up. Every time, Rich and I used to have a laugh when we walked in because I was like, do you think I can pass as K-Mids? Is it this, that entrance you that go entrance, in with yeah. the steps? Yeah. Wow. And they were lined up for ages. Yeah. That Amazing. was quite exciting, actually. Yeah. And I was absolutely addicted to... Um, Starbucks frappuccinos with right. like the whipped cream on the top. <laughs> yeah. And I would always be walking in with one of those and Rich was like, this is it's so uncouth. Yeah. And K-Mids definitely doesn't do this. No. So I was like, right, I know. You can take the girl out of Peterborough. But, yeah. <laughs> so I love this Excel spreadsheet. What about your <laughs> hospital bag? I bet that also, was that military. Had, that had its own section on the spreadsheet. Yes. Obviously. Took it very seriously. Very seriously. So the hospital bag, actually, this was an interesting one as well, because I really researched products oh. that I could like take with me that would be helpful. So this is so sad. I mean, even when I think about it now, I had a lot of time on my hands, obviously. Yeah, you do with your first. I mean, it's amazing. You know, Rosie Doodadooda. Hunter. Yeah. Tington Whiteley. Yes. One. She had done a line with Marks and Spencers. Like did you an buy underwear. Silk underwear. No, it was, but she had like these really nice cashmere tra- like trousers. You know how a, hot hospitals are now. Yeah, well, <laughs> that I didn't really appreciate at the time. Mm. I just researched it and I thought, that looks nice. It's a poncho and an elasticated waist. Mm. That, that'll look nice as mm. I what, sit in bed to receive my guests. Yeah. That didn't come. Princess Michelle. <laughs> They do come. Ideas of grandeur. <laughs> so I ordered this, uh, like, and then a nice, like, feeding nighty with mm-hmm. this dressing gown and blah, blah, blah. And you just don't use any of that stuff. So you were getting around. When did you finish work, by the way? I think it was about three weeks before I was due, and then he was late. Right. So, I mean, I'm not down with what they do differently at the Lindo Wing. Do you have extra scans there? Do they scan you every appointment? So you see your consultant. Um, so as opposed to kind of seeing midwife and having midwife checkups, you see yeah. your consultant. For every appointment. For every yeah. appointment. And so we would go off and go and see Mr. Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> and Abba plays softly as you walk in. Does it? No, it no. doesn't, no. That would be amazing. No, though. no, that would be good. I think I should suggest that to him. Anyway, so you go in and you see Mr. Fernando and um, he just kind of checks through, like, how have you been feeling, whatever it is. And mm. then he does do a little scan. Yeah. And it's usually just to check, you know about this, the fluid. Yeah, so the amniotic fluid, which is what the baby lives in. So checking the levels, make sure that's... So babies swallow and they wee it out. It's clever, isn't it? That is clever. Is it true that that first poop is the hair that they've eaten? um, It can contain hair meconium. But that's I, so gross, isn't it? But it can contain anything. Like can it? It's like the lining of their gut, so... Oh, okay. The meconium, yeah, that black okay. sticky poo. Yeah, that's a funny one. Because Finley came out quite hairy and I felt like he hadn't really eaten enough of the hair <laughs> at that point. Amazing. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so they check for the fluid and he also checks for the placenta. Yeah. And just to check that the placenta is in like, yeah. good health. And so what were you, like, 40 weeks now? So it got to 40 weeks 
Finn was not engaged. So he was head down, right. but he was not engaged at all. Really? Just floating around there? Just floating around, would not move down. Really? And he was big, so I think he was in the like 90th percentile. So they knew that from the scan? They knew that from the scans. So I went and did everything I could to try and get him to be engaged. So I went and had this acupuncture. Mm. And at the last appointment, he was like, yeah, I'm not going to do this again. Your back is like a pin cushion oh, and it's not working. And I was like, right. And okay. I was that felt really brutal. Did it? I felt really upset. Because I really believed in it as well. I really believed it was going to work. And when I, he didn't believe. It yeah, was... that was it. When he called time on his own practice, I was like, right, so that's mm, not work. That must have been difficult. I did all the, like, sitting on the ball. Mm-hmm. Still wasn't happening. Went back to see Mr. Fernando, and I think I'm, like, 40 plus five right. at this point. Did you feel fed up? I was really fed up. I was super fed up. Mm. Because, firstly, Finn was really big, so I felt really uncomfortable. Yeah. But secondly, in my head, I had this whole plan about how this was going to go and the thought of him not engaging. I mean, another thing, I just didn't even... I just thought all babies engaged. I didn't know that it doesn't always happen. Yeah. So I went to see Mr. Fernando and he did that scan that he does and the placenta had lots of calcification. Right. Which shows white on the scan. Yeah, so when so placental calcification is just when patches of the placenta start to kind of like die off basically and it just it happens when the placenta is sort of getting to that stage in pregnancy. So you are obviously post your due date. And it can just mean sometimes that baby might not be getting as much of the nutrients. I mean it's normal for placentas to start I guess dying out Aging. because yeah aging i remember him using the word your placenta is aging and i was like (gasps) oh gosh that was quite frightening and he wasn't engaged and he wasn't engaged and so we had one of those sit down discussions where he was like we could wait a few more days Mm -hmm. and i was like right and what do you think will happen he was like i think probably nothing today i think it's not gonna happen Mm -hmm. and he said i'd like to see you again i think on the wednesday and let's just see where the placenta kind of calcification levels are and in the meantime I was like on the curry yeah raspberry leaf tea <laughs> pineapple did you have sex I had sex yeah. poor rich that oh. was you know it wasn't just ideal like the last thing you ever want it was not ideal for him no. I felt really sorry for him I was like come on this is a public service yes yes it's funny isn't it it's like the most <laughs> awkward shag of your so life it's so awful you're like shuffling as well oh gosh oh gosh you can only really do one position i know and he was really oh god bless him so anyway so that no none of that helped and i don't know in my head i felt like that might like make him engage which it did not so when i went back um mr fernando wasn't really happy with the levels of calcification i think Mm. they'd got much worse Mm. more quickly than he expected Mm mm-hmm and so he was like, we're going to have to do a C-section. Horror. I really? Was, I was so upset. Did you not think, did you think he'd say induction? I thought I was going to go through the induction process he, for sure. Yeah. His view was at the stage that we were at, he just didn't really want to push it. And he felt that it might end in C-section anyway. So how many, what were you now, a week overdue? Week overdue. Or just over a week overdue, I think. Mm. And Rich and I had a little chat. 
Yeah, I felt really upset. Did you cry? Yeah, there was a, there was a lot of blubbing. Yeah, and a bit like failing, that mm. which is so. I mean, now by the way, when I think about it now, I laugh. I mean, what was I thinking? What I always with? say to him, you can't fail. It's still birth. It's, I mean, what was I thinking? I now it doesn't make any sense. But, but that moment, fir- did you feel like you had been like robbed of? experiencing childbirth and and labor because I wasn't going to experience labor people want to feel that contraction and I wanted just to know what that was going to be like of course you did you're a woman and just what we grow up thinking will happen will happen so I really wanted I was so attached to it all and you know at this point I'd kind of been listening to like some hypnobirthing kind Mm. of so I really felt like it was all now out of my control yeah which felt a bit sad Rich was great. He was very supportive. And so we just, that was it. And then it when, the next day? The next day. Oh my God, that is quite a thing was, to get your head around, isn't it? It was huge. For me, I was like, wow, that's it. So you went back the next day? In the morning. And you obviously nil by mouth? Nil by mouth, straight in. So obviously the benefit of paying to have a private consultant is he was the one that did section he's the one so he comes and sees you was that really thing. nice to see i mean him. obviously his little face yeah so i get to see mr fernando's face and he comes in he's like it's all going to be fine yeah you know don't worry about it also you know secretly you have that night before where you're like i think he could engage tonight oh did you he thought mm-hmm. he might just drop maybe no that no. wasn't happening um and also because it's not planned in the way that c-sections can be planned right there are silly things that you haven't thought of. Like, I was started to obsess. One of the nurses was like, have you got any nail varnish remover? You need to take your nail polish off. And I was like, they're gel. Oh, no. I can't. What should we do? And, you know, silly things. And, and what did she say? It's I mean, fine. she didn't. Yeah, she was like, it's OK. Don't worry about it. So you still have a midwife in theatre when you have yes. a section. Because yes. they still do the bit with the baby. The measuring, the weighing and all yeah. that stuff. And yeah. you're still within, do they use the same theatres as the rest of the normal so it's a private theater but still it's within private, the hospital yeah so it's like a private wing and it has its own theater Great. so you go down in the lift and then into the theater and i just remember getting into the theater i've never been in theater before no well not many women have so you kind of go in and um all i know is the anesthetist was there and he said something about um most people will feel this reaction down their left-hand side. Did you get the electric and, shock? Yeah, and I got it down my right-hand oh, side. No. <laughs> no, again, panic, like irrational panic. It's happening on my right. It's oh. happening on my right. He was like, that's fine. You're just unusual. It's usually the left. I was like, So okay. that's when they're putting the spinal in. It can just touch some nerves in your back. That's what it is, oh. as they thread the little tube in. Previously, I don't remember anything ever telling women that they might get this electric shock, but now I hear them saying it all the time. So I guess it's... But then some women don't feel it and probably They have the panic too. They panic. So I don't know if it's ever beneficial to... I mean, there's just so much going on in your head as well. And then all I remember is Rich talking to Mr. Fernando about cricket. Was Rich all in his scrubs? Yeah, in his scrubs. So cute. I mean, he did look cute, but I wanted to kill him at that point. The men love getting in those scrubs. Fuck up about cricket. He doesn't even like cricket. Why did they bond over cricket? I don't know. There was obviously some kind of cricket, something going on. And you know, when you're like, I'm trying to get in the zone here. I'm trying to like meet my baby. Yeah, can you shut up about cricket? And once they start the C section, it's really quick, isn't it? It's super quick, but it's very weird. How did it feel? Like tugging. It, that's the best way I can describe it. Like someone's pulling at you. Right. It's not painful, obviously, at that yeah. point. But it's very weird. 
And it's like, yeah, it doesn't feel like your body. You're kind of like looking at this curtain because mm-hmm. they've put the curtain up. Yeah. And I kept looking at Rich for him mm-hmm. to look, but obviously he doesn't want to. No. What's he going to do? Have a ganders to see Some guys do. Yeah. Had you already chatted about that? Like, don't look over the curtain. I, w- I was just a bit like, can you just stay with me? Panicking. Yeah. You need him right Yeah, there. can you just be with me? And then the bit between the, like, cut and the baby coming out seems forever. Right. That was the weirdest bit. Like, there was silence forever and I was like, what's going on? What's going on? And then it is a big tug. And then and you hear like that. a gush of fluid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As your waters go. Yeah, that's so weird. And like some a bit like m- machinery. I suppose it's the clamp or whatever it is yeah. that they're using. You can hear like metal. Yeah. Frightening. Yeah. You're just trying not to imagine what it all looks like. Or like a, I kept looking at Rich, and then there's still a, a little bit more cricket chat, which I just <laughs> I just had to like give him the death glare. That was necessary. Yeah. We just just shut up. Was the anaesthetist chatting to you? Not so much. The midwife was. Yeah. Yeah, she was. And, you know, is this your first? And Aww. so she was. And then that was it. I remember him coming out, and you're just desperate to hear the cry. Of course is he you crying? Are. Is he crying? Is he okay? Is Did he they crying? hold him up so you could see? Uh, over the curtain. Yeah. Mr. Fernando. And that's it. I've got a picture. Richard took a picture. Mr. Fernando and Finney. Love. First meeting. First meeting. So cute. And then did he cry? Obviously wailed. Yeah. yeah, yeah and it was course. great. And did you cry? I was really like... And shaking. Yeah, very shaky. Very that's shaky. That's a lot of the drugs that you have in your right. system from the epidural. Right. Yeah. Lots and lots of shaking that I just... And could, you're like, you want to touch them, but also you're really... You you've can't, got a drip in your hands. Drip and you can't stop moving your hands because you're really, really shaky and you're lying down. And obviously they're still at the business end. Yeah. And how much did he weigh? Everything. He was £9. Oh, he was big, wasn't he? He was a big baby. And he never engaged. And he never did engaged. Did he have a big head? He did have a big head. Very, 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 very round. Mm. But it was big. I thought everything about him looked big at that point. Like a boy. Big boy, big lips, big nose, big cheeks, big. He just looked big. But gorgeous. So gorgeous. What did you think when... So gorgeous. Did you have the rush of the love or did you just think, oh my... Because lots of people don't get it. No, I I think I looked at him and thought, he looks just like Rich. And I've carried him for nine months. He looks just like you though. I know. I know. But when he was born, the image of Rich... Dark hair. Yeah. His eyes were like, from what I could see of them, were very dark, like yeah. more like Rich's. His skin was obviously a bit pinky red, but also like a darker skin tone, yeah. like Rich. And he just, to me, I was like, wow, imagine I've carried this little person for nine months and you look just like Richard Tyler. <laughs> Couldn't get over it. <laughs> and then did you have skin to skin in theatre? Yeah. Yeah. And that was amazing. That was amazing. Because they do all the way and then they're like, gosh, he's big. And then they'd wrap him and came over and they'd do a little bit of skin to skin, but as much as you can, because you've got the gown on. It's quite tricky, isn't it? So it's only really like from like your collarbone, like the couple of inches there. And then he went to Richie and that was amazing. And did you feel at that point, or even in recovery, it didn't matter how he was born, did you still feel disappointed that you didn't have a vaginal birth or feel mm. a contraction like do you know I don't think I felt it at that point uh-huh because I was so overwhelmed by everything and just like obsessive weird details like I remember being in the lift on the way back up and saying to Rich why were you talking about cricket <laughs> weird <laughs> don't even know why that was on my mind and also the second question why hasn't he got any eyelashes yeah important really important I mean well done Michelle for really like 
getting Not those many questions babies are born in. with lashes. <laughs> so weird. Or eyebrows. But those were the two things. Stop talking about cricket and why hasn't the baby got any eyelashes? And um, kind of being wheeled into the recovery room, my mum being there. Aww. And my mum being like very like, is she okay? Is yeah. he okay? Is everything okay? And, and you know, just like very overwhelmed. Mm. And then um, I suppose it was actually, I'll tell you the moment that I suppose I felt it, when I had had this expectation that the baby's born and you, they just go on the boob. Yeah. And that doesn't happen always. He didn't feed well. He did not. And my boobs were really rock hard, like the milk was there but it hadn't really come in right and again something that i didn't know about that your milk needs to come in it can take a while yeah especially after a c-section particularly after a c where you haven't had labor like it's all these things and i didn't know any of that yeah so there i am with this tiny little person i kept trying to put him on my boob and genuinely even at that age he had fists and I felt like he was pushing away from me. He wasn't comfortable. And I was so upset because Mm. then I was like, wow, so I haven't had the birth that I thought I would and now I can't feed. And that felt like a double failure, I think. Yeah, and that, what was that on like day two? day? So by day two, I couldn't, I mean, he wouldn't feed at all. Really? Were you still in the hospital? Yeah, I had the midwife come in and she was helping me express the colostrum yeah the first bit of milk and I mean that was that's really hard as well yeah but we got there I had actually it was the woman who did my NCT came over to do the lactation thing if she showed me a different hold oh yeah underarm underarm rugby ball rugby ball so much better yeah so that helped but ultimately without being too graphic I didn't have enough nipple Oh, right. For him to latch. Right, yeah, yeah. So I small ha- nipples. Small nipples. So I had to have the shields. Mm. And then you managed to breastfeed. And then I managed to breastfeed. And he gained weight. And then he gained weight. But it was a long process and he lost a lot of weight at the start. Did he? Another thing they don't tell you. They I did. did not know that. Yeah. So on reflection about your elective C and obviously not being advised to go vaginally... Do you think there was still elements during the surgery where you owned it a bit? Do you think things like having skin to skin was like a massive fist pump of... Yeah, you know, I think actually even just going in, because you know the baby's coming, you're so excited. Yeah, I felt like I owned that moment. I was like, this is really exciting. You're sitting on the bed and like that part was really... I did definitely feel it wasn't within my control, but, you know, I was in it. I was mm. part of it. And getting photos. The photos, the video, like we've oh, got a video. Well. Yeah. All of that stuff. That felt very much like, okay, it wasn't how I thought it was gonna be. But now I can't imagine it any other way. Yeah. That was how it was. And that was his birth. And that was his birth and it was amazing. And it was it was honestly the most amazing moment. And to be able to then go back and watch it. Yeah, that was incredible. And and my ageing placenta, I got to see that as well. Did they show you your placenta? They did show me it and all where the ageing bit was. And that helped you understand things? A little bit more like, fair enough. Mm. Like, actually, on the grand scheme of things, because it looked a bit like a liver, I thought. Yeah, it does look like a liver. Yeah. Sometimes when I talk to women about um, kind of their birth and reflecting on things when I'm working as a midwife, it's about kind of finding those empowering moments and I guess accepting coming to terms making peace with and a lot of women say to me especially sort of on reflection say within the first year 
that they just feel that that was the way their baby was always meant to be born. Yeah, I understand that. Do you feel like that? Yeah, I understand that totally. I feel like at the time, would I have changed it? Yes, I would. Mm -hmm. Now, would I have changed it? No, not in a million years. That was like, that was our experience and that was our moment together. And that was, you know, me and Rich becoming me, Rich and Finn. And that is our story. And I would never, ever change any moment of that. Like all those little bits led up to the fact that I had this amazing tiny little baby that looked exactly like my husband that was, felt very angry, but was beautiful. And, you know, we got to know each other and it it was amazing. I remember like even the drive home and like trying to hoosh myself out of the totally inappropriate car we had at the time and it was very low and you know you've got your stitches but every single one of those moments was our story and I would never change any of that it's really important I think for women to hear that as well Michelle because ultimately this is exactly what you said your story of how you and Rich became a family it's it's how could it be anything better than that yeah. like oh yeah okay so I might have experienced labor and I would know what that felt like or I might have you know experienced like that vaginal birth and that moment and maybe breastfeeding would have been easier any of those things but equally it could have gone in a totally different direction mm. I don't know and I think that we probably put so much pressure on ourselves particularly because we can do things like plans and what have you, that when it doesn't go right, right in inverted mm. commas, but when it doesn't go the way that we expect, we're ready to call it a failure. And it's not a failure. It's just a different way of doing it. I think there's a lot to be said for the terminology and language we, we use around birth. Things like I wasn't allowed, for example, or they said I had to. And also the way that we describe birth. So like you've been saying normal, but what is a normal birth? vaginal you know I think women just think oh I'm just going to give birth vaginally because that's what we do as women but actually there's often lots of factors as per your birth story mm. that you know you had a positive elective section yep and even the word elective section sounds so clinical doesn't it I've heard lots of people especially in the US calling it um, abdominal birth which I think is a really lovely way to describe oh, a, a baby's born by c-section that's a really good one. Yeah. Because that's the, that's the other thing as well. You know, the the whole kind of stigma around too posh to push oh, and all this horrible terrible. stuff. And it's terrible because it really plays in your mind and you're like, oh, gosh, you know, yeah. is that the way this Awful. is going to be like perceived? Or Nothing maybe glamorous I think about that. those stockings and a catheter bag hanging around your leg. No, sir, there and is nothing. nothing. No. I mean, you know, I think that came from a lot around when like Victoria Beckham had her babies she had sections but she would have still had a catheter and stockings that's... and those big knickers and you've got to have someone help you put those stockings on yeah I mean that's unglamorous you've still got big sanitary pads you can't that's get like true. Gucci sanitary pads that's true and you still that first poop after you've had a baby oh. is terrifying I mean he'll kill me for saying this but I did make Rich come and hold my hand I just oh my god he's a legend he really is he's was that to get back for the cricket a... chat yeah you chatted cricket through our son's birth. You can stand here and hold my hand. Oh. I was just scared because you just don't know. It's actually, mm. It was actually fine. It's but fine. I was really scared. And you're given lots of like lactives after yeah, All of that. So, peppermint oil. Mm, That's yes. what they brought round. Yes. Like pure can peppermint get oil. wind. <gasps> That's it. And you feel like you're having a heart attack. Did you get yes. trapped wind up here? God, I've forgotten about that until you said it. Yes. Yeah, you get it all in the... 
people feel like they're having a heart attack I all in the chest. I thought I was having a heart attack. It was near my like arm, shoulder yeah. area, and I was buzzing, buzzing. And they were like, "Oh, it's okay. You just need some peppermint oil." Yeah, we, we know all the tricks. That's my yeah, guys. you do. <laughs> In each episode of Birth Stories, my guests and I take a question from the listener and try to help them out. You ready, Michelle? I'm ready. Okay, here's this week's question. Pregnancy has exacerbated my already fairly severe lifelong issues with my body. Not just how it looks, but how it works. I'm furious at my body for being so sick and unwell during pregnancy, and I'm so worried that these feelings are going to interfere with the birth. What can I do in the final months before labour to help? That's really sad, isn't it? That's really sad. Your body's doing something amazing. Yeah. Don't be upset with your body. Like, you are doing something incredible. And, you know, it is no laughing matter. Like, pregnancy and birth is such an enormous, enormous feat. And I think it's not until you're really on the edges of either not being able to get there or having difficulties that you really understand how incredible your body's being. And I'm sorry that you've been so ill. That's, Mm. I mean, that is really, really brutal. And I do understand that. We always are given this kind of, oh, you're glowing and you've got amazing, I mean, you said you had amazing hair. I have the same shiny hair, no spots. I felt my best actually in that trimester. But if you're really sick, it must be really hard to get your head around Try to feel positive that your baby is growing and being healthy, but actually feeling so ill. It's really debilitating. Really debilitating. And, you know, you're trying to keep this little person alive whilst also, you know, trying to live some, like, semblance of normal life. And actually, all you really want to do is crawl around and crawl into bed. Mm -hmm. and, and, And that is really, really challenging. Pregnancy does do things to our body that you're just not prepared for. I have the most enormous varicose vein. Do you? Yeah, on my right leg. And from from Finlay, um, who helpfully pointed it out the other day. Oh, did he? Mummy, what's that? That's so gross. Aww. Oh, thanks so much, darling. That's yeah, that, of you. That's you, but thank you. Or, you know, you're like stripy like a tiger. Yeah, you've stretch got marks. Stretch. Yeah. I've had that one. That's a nice one. And it is hard. I definitely can't sit here and say... And, I look at all those things and I feel like, yeah, that's just signs of what my body's been through and what an amazing job I've done. I don't always feel like that at all. You don't have to be body positive is quite difficult to do it all the time. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, you know, don't look at it and think, yeah, but I can respect what my body's done. So, yeah, my advice would be try and focus that the there's an end. The end is in sight. You know when your baby's going to be coming ish and um you will feel better when your baby's born, especially if you're being so sick now. Once that placenta's out and the baby's out, you will hopefully marvel at your body and your baby. It'll all be worth it. And also, you must have great boobs at the moment. We all get good boobs in pregnancy. Good boobs. That's the one saving grace. Yeah. <laughs> Free boob job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Michelle, thank you thank so you. much for coming in um, and telling us your birth story. How can people find out more about you and Peanut? <gasps> Peanut, um, for more conversations like this, Peanut is on the App Store and Google Play Store. And you can just download it. It's a, is it free app? Free to download? use, free to join. Yep. And how many women do you think you've connected now through Peanut? The last stat that I saw actually today when I was leaving the office is something like 50 million 
profile views. Can't get my head around it. Globally now. Yeah. US, UK. US. Amazing. So if you are a new mum or you're pregnant and you haven't quite met your gang or a friend or anything, I would really recommend Peanut because it's a really cool way to meet people, especially in today's like modern way of doing parenting, really. Yeah. Ask questions. Have a chat. Yeah. Connect through Connect. whatever. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Birth Stories with me, Clemmie Hooper. Remember to subscribe on your favourite podcast app so that you can listen as soon as the podcast comes out each week. And please rate it and leave a review if you have time. You can find more birth stories on my blog, Gas and Air, and you can find me on Instagram at Mother of Daughters. Birth Stories was produced by Hannah Varrell. It was created by Offscript. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.